every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We have Sean Mike with us. Sean, thanks for coming in. yourself in the face, Andrew? No. Can I punch you in the face? No. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's out. <laughs> How great would that be if we started that thing out? I'm going to whack you in the face. The next week, you're going to punch me in the face. <laughs> I don't want to. Let me pick someone else. Like, let me do it with Mike Mellon. <laughs> All right. The first question is... Dude, you think you'd hold it higher. I think you'd know what I was doing. The first question is from um, Zach Trudowski, and it is... How can you help somebody find why they're really doing this in order to keep them working during the good and bad times? All right. I, I think um, I think we don't listen enough. I think we're afraid to ask tougher personal questions. Um, I think we also ask questions too early, meaning if you and I don't have – where's that background coming from, Factory? I don't, I don't hear hey, any. Hold, you don't hear any? I do. You guys don't? It's uh-huh. just me. Got it. Okay. Um, you know, it's one of those things, Andrew, where I think if you and I just meet and I recruit you today and you're starting with us and I start asking you all kinds of stuff about why you're, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know each other, um, to help somebody tell themselves why they're doing this, you need patience, right? Um, once I've had some conversations with you, I say stuff like, Hey man, let me ask something. What always got me through was I knew I had to support my kids. I knew I couldn't have a bad day because I had two children relying on me. I had no choice. So no matter what the day brought to me, I couldn't have a bad day because my kids were relying on me. Um, And I would say stuff like, for you, what is your, you know, non-negotiable why? Why are you actually doing this? And I listen. But that was after a while, right? Do you agree that if someone's doing it just for money that they won't? They won't continue to do it? I, I think when most people say they're doing it for just money, they're lying. I, I, and I, what I mean by that, or, or I don't think there's very many people in the world that the only thing in the world that matters to them is dollar bill. You liking the result of what the money brings you isn't necessarily only, it's really not. So if you're like, man, I just love to, you know, my I love my dogs, or even if it's not a human being or an animal, you know, I love love cars. I love to, there's usually a me, I love my peace. You know, I love to travel. I love, you know, whatever. I love to work out. It's not usually the accumulation of money, right? It's what the green paper can do for you in whatever way. And also, I don't judge anybody's answer. You know, if you say, man, I don't know, Sean, you might not know today. It's like before you had kids, you couldn't fathom that it would be the way it is. But now you do. You wouldn't have known. And I'm like, he'll know eventually. He just doesn't know today. And there's nothing wrong with you not knowing because you've not been through it. But I think 
the reason it's so important to determine why somebody's doing this is because when there are ups and downs, if somebody hasn't identified why they're doing this, then there's no reason to push through. They won't do it. And then no matter how hard you push, pull, yank, support, challenge, it's not going to matter. Does that make sense? It's just not going to matter. It, it, it's not. So I think for you, it, we need to make sure we're doing this real early as it pertains to you know, getting people to understand the communication they have to have with themselves. And then sometimes their why changes. You know, like when I look at some people that, part-time, that do this part-time and they're full-time or their job, when they're looking to make a change, I go, well, why do you want to make that change? Not just, okay, but why? Like, what a, what for you and whomever you're worried about, why is it better? So when Eric Schmidt's like, man, I just want to quit. I'm like, but why, dude? Like, I'm all about you quitting one day too, but why? And he's like, Sean, I just don't want to miss more stuff with my kids. That's my why. I'm tired of having a job and asking to go to games. I'm going to miss. My kids are getting older. I, that was his why. I go, well, that was easy. So every time it's down, every time it's bad, and every time the client says no, and every time it's a chargeback, and every time an agent starts with and doesn't do anything, dude, your why is so much greater than what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And I, but I think we have to develop relations, and part of that is sharing stuff about yourself. I think the more transparent you are and the more open you are and the more things you share, the more people are willing to be open with you. But you can't do this, you know, you're recruiting the guy today, and like, what's your why, Tom? Yeah, it's like, what the you hell? Have no, it's weird. You have no relationship. And I think, you know, relationships are built over time. They just are. And I think we get so used to wanting to get all – and the problem is if I ask you something from the minute I meet you, you're going to give me whatever answer you think I want to hear, and then I might assume that answer is right. And then when we actually build a relationship four, seven, 12 conversations later, you don't want to deviate in what you told me, which wasn't even really the reason you wanted to do it. You just didn't know if you knew me and didn't know if you could share with me. Yeah. I remember you talking to Trey one time, and you go, um, "Trey, what do you really want?" And he goes, "Well, I filed ba- I filed bankruptcy and lost my house, and I live in a really bad neighborhood." And you were like, "So you want to move and live in a better neighborhood?" He was like, "Yeah." And then, and then you were like, "So why don't you do it?" And then he was like, "That's a good point." And then, literally ninety days later, he moved mm-hmm. and bought a house. Yeah. Well, I, and, and I think also, you know, I remember when Mark Mead was buying his, and it was, I mean, really nice house. And I said, why do you want to move there? He's like, I want to give my wife and my kids a, a life I never had. Okay. I believe in the school system, the area, and it's much better. I said, then just do it. And I think the other thing is when you take your why and make decisions with it, your work ethic will tend to support those decisions because you wanted it that bad. When my son wanted to go to prep school, and I knew how much it was, that didn't, it was non-negotiable. Whatever I had to do to have an extra 60, 70 grand a year was going to happen. It did not matter what it was, but I identified that. My daughter wanted to travel the country and do the things she wanted to do and go to film academies and, and live there. Dude, it didn't matter. 10, 15, 20 grand, let's go. It ju- truly doesn't matter. Yeah, that's huge. So if someone doesn't know what their why is, what it's okay. <laughs> and they feel like, like, you know, and I don't want to share cause I don't think I'm okay for them. They want me to share it, but I can think of a dozen people that work here that work with us that when they start, they didn't know. Yeah. And they, they would say they were open. They're like, listen, how many kids? I don't have a wife. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I do know I need to support myself. 
pay my bills. I know that. But now three years later, like, hey, man, I just bought my mom her own condo. And then you start going through, you're like, that was his why. Like, he really wanted his mom to have a better life. And I think also, Andrew, I think at the core of it, everybody's why is really, we want to be successful, sustainable, independent people. We want to be able to pay our own bills. We want to be able to make our own way in life. We don't want to rely on anybody else within reason. Um, You know, we get to a point where it's like it's our responsibility to support ourselves. And I think that when you do the whole money thing, it's funny because you could say, I'm just doing it for the money. And then I go, well, explain that. And if you explain that, like I work my full-time job and I'm doing this part-time because I have to pay these 12 bills and then my mom has that, like, you're really not doing it for the money. I mean, I get it. You're doing it for the result of the money, but people judge people so fast and they write them off. And also, big people change. People change. I can promise you they do, you know, and you got to believe in them. I mean, we're supposed to be full of grace. And I think that's how you should run your company. Be smart. Be open-minded. Don't get blindsided. All those things make sense to me, but have grace. You know, so somebody went through something, and how can I help you? That's a battle I have with the insurance carriers all the time. You know, well, we don't know if uh, we can appoint him. I'm like, it was 30 years ago. He was a teenager. Made some bad decisions. I mean, like, seriously. Like, I don't want him to make bad decisions. I wish he didn't make, they weren't, he didn't harm anybody. It didn't involve a woman, a child. I mean, like, come on, man, what are we doing? But it, it's, we forget that grace sometimes. And, um... You know, Andrew, I think if you don't know, what you need to do is think about the last time or times in your life where it sucked. And when it sucked, what did you think? When it sucked and you overcame it, what were you thinking about? And that's what I always said to people. Think about what you don't have to share it with me if you don't want to. But think about the last time you were struggling in a situation. It wasn't going the way you wanted it to go. When that happened and you turned it around, what were you thinking about when you turned it around? And typically they can tell themselves. I was thinking about it. I didn't want to be unsuccessful. I was thinking about it. I didn't want to call my parents and tell them I didn't make it. I was thinking about it. I didn't want to tell my wife we couldn't make the mortgage. Like whatever. I was thinking that I couldn't help my mom move to – I was thinking I couldn't move out of the neighborhood we were in. I mean all those things make sense. So if we had, if I had asked Trey that differently, that would probably have been like when, you, when you've been able to overcome it, what are you actually thinking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not complicated. You go, I get up every day and work out. I don't really want, I don't get like excited, but I'm like, you know, I want to make good health. And I've seen people not do that and be in really poor health and anything can happen to anybody anyway. So I go, okay, it's early. Okay. I don't feel like it, but I want to be in good health. Yeah. I got kids. I got other stuff going on. I want to live my life. I want to live a long, healthy life. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for joining us. Everybody, if you want to submit questions for next week, go to usa.ffllusa.com forward slash QA and get your questions in. Sean, thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys next Saturday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. See you guys. Thanks, guys.